Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 24 of Walk On Radio on Humphreys. The national championship has happened. FBS college football is over. Tell me how you're feeling. How'd you, how, what was your reaction to the end of college football and how it all played out? You know, it definitely ended a lot better than it started. Um, in the beginning, you know, we really didn't know what the fall was going to look like, but but it ended the way it always does, uh, and that's with an Alabama national championship. Uh, obviously, I'm just kidding, but I'm glad that I'm glad that we ended with with a great national championship, had a had a college football playoffs, and and got a lot of bowl games in. So uh, I think it was a success. Yeah, it was a great season. Alabama, probably one of the best teams they've had in a while. We're going to get to that in the national championship. We have a lot to talk about before we get into that. First things first is like we always do some Sam Houston news. So Humphreys. Talk to them how OTAs is going. We're about to get in training camp, about to get into the spring season. So tell me what's going on with the San Diego State Bearcats. It's been going good. It's been a it's been a long week, but I think I think we've gotten better. I think we've gotten some good work in. Uh, it's great having the team out for uh, four OTAs. You know, a little kind of I'd say faster than a walkthrough. That's for sure. But uh, our first one, we actually it was interesting because the field was frozen, and that's that's not. Not something that's common down here. It snowed pretty heavy the day before, and and it was it's been cold the last couple mornings, but it's going good. We're getting some conditioning in, getting some lifting in, and so I think we are we are stepping stepping in the right direction. Yeah, getting ready for a fun spring season, but uh, you know, a couple news, breaking news this today. A little nervous about the spring season. We've had three Big Sky teams opt out, Montana, Montana State, and Portland State. So, Humph, talk to me about what's going on with that. Are you nervous? We saw this happen with the FBS. We had the Big 12 and the Pac-12 delay. They eventually came back, and we even had Ohio State in the national championship. So, for FCS, this make you a little bit nervous, especially because Montana and Montana State are such big programs. Uh, I don't know that I'm nervous. Um, I'm more concerned. Um is that the same thing? Nervous and concerned? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. It, it sucks because it's two it's two top ten teams, uh, Montana and Montana State. Obviously two two teams that have a history of going deep in the playoffs, having having big FCS success. Um and, and so it's definitely, you know, it, it's it's worrisome that two two teams of their stature are opting out this late, but that being said, you know the Big Sky did come out and say that they still plan on playing a season. Uh, they're going to modify the schedule a little bit to kind of fill in the gaps of the teams that that have opted out. Uh, but I would, you know, I think that's a positive that they've come out and said that. Um, you know, thirty or forty minutes before all of that news dropped on social media, uh, the Missouri Valley Conference, which is one of the big three, I, I would I would say. They released a statement saying how committed they were to playing a season. And so, you know, teams in that conference are North Dakota State, uh, Northern Iowa, South Dakota State, you know, some really, really big FCS programs. And, and they, they seem to be full go. So, you know, right now I saw a tweet where there's 100 teams still fully opting in and, and play, planning on playing this spring. And so, I mean, that's a lot of teams, Dalton. And so, you know, could there be, will there be some other teams opt out? Yes, I think so. Um, but I, but to me, I think you're looking at, you know, four or five more schools, not 15 or 20 more schools. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm about to ask next. In your opinion, what does it have to take for FCS to say, you know what, we can't do this anymore. We're not going to be able to have a spring season. How many teams do you think would have to opt out for them to get to that point? Because mind you, this is FCS football. Not every school has as much money as FBS, and you know a lot of schools probably can't survive without having a season. So, at what point could you see the FCS saying, "Look, we we run out of teams. We can't do this. We're not going to have a spring season." I would say it's more on conference cancellation. I don't think one team or two teams or even three teams is going to affect what the nation is doing as a whole. Now, you know, the Southland Conference opts out. Uh, the 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 CAA opts out, the Ohio Valley opts out, something like that, or multiple conferences like that. Then yeah, I, I would really be worried at that point. But you know, today with the three teams opting out, it's concerning. But I, I'm not, I, I'm not a month away. I'm not sitting here too worried about it. 
Yeah, and we saw conferences like the Patriot League, you know, our boy Isaac Sly, his his former school, Georgetown, they opt out. But what they did was they split the, the six teams into two divisions and they're doing it like that. So it shows that all conferences are going to do their best to continue with spring season. They need it. We all want it. So hopefully we can keep that going. And, you know, speaking of conferences, that's some big news for, for us Bearcats and a couple people in the Southland. So Humphreys, why don't you explain to everybody what's just happened, what's going on, and what's the future plan for the WAC, the Western American Conference? It's time to get wacky, Dalton. I mean, it's it's full waxion season officially now. We we had kind of mentioned it uh, in previous shows, but it is it is a hundred percent signed, sealed, and delivered at this point. Sam Houston State, Abilene Christian, Lamar, and Stephen F. Austin will in fact be joining the WAC uh, in all sports, and and a bit of a surprise is actually going to be this year. Uh, you know, the word was twenty twenty two. But the Southland Conference was a little unhappy that we were leaving, it seems like, and we will be moving to the WAC in 2021. So, you know, this fall it's going to look different. Uh, A lot less conference games, uh, a lot more out-of-conference games. But with that, I think that, you know, you're going to have some awesome experiences. You know, do we go and play at an FBS school? Do we, you know, where are we traveling to uh, in the nation as far as FCS level goes? And, and I think that's I think that's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, another thing that the WAC brings is not only for football, but huge benefits in basketball. Uh, I know that the, the hope is to have two uh, bids to the NCAA tournament potentially, uh, and, and they think that the WAC will be a good enough conference to do so. And so I think... I think for an overall athletic uh, standpoint, you know, for all sports, I think this move was necessary. And I think this move is, is going to really be positive in the long run. That's going to be really fun, you know, being a player and moving to a new conference, getting to play new teams, getting to travel around, and then being a fan later, being able to watch and watch our team grow and the conference grow. Let me ask you this, Hump. What do you think is going to happen in the Southland? Are they going to be able to make it? Are they going to bring in other teams? Or do you think eventually they're not going to make it losing such great teams like Sam Houston, SFA, and Lamar and all them? I'm, I'm worried. I'm kind of on the fence on, on exactly what you're saying. I think part of, me, part of me thinks they're going to add some really subpar candidates. You know, Could you see a Texas Southern join? Could you see a, a Prairie View A&M join? Could they bring up Division II schools like West Texas A&M? Uh, Texas A&M Kingsville, Texas A&M Commerce, you know, one of those. Um, actually, I don't. I think Texas A&M, or no, te- West Texas A&M might join the WAC. Yeah. I actually predict that. There's a couple. There's a couple people that there's rumors that four different teams from Texas all have a shot to be the next member. Their of the, facilities of the WAC. are just so nice. I, know, I, I mean, I've seen that they've put so much money into that, and so you know, if if the WAC starts taking those candidates, then man, I can't imagine that the Southland is going to bring anybody worth any value uh and and you know at that point what do the louisiana schools do do they go elsewhere do they go to the the big south or the ohio valley or you know a conference like that yeah it's gonna it's gonna be weird a lot of a lot of things might happen the southland hopefully they can stay a put but we're gonna have to see with that and finally the last question about the WAC before we move on is you know they said in the press conference that they're trying to eventually down the line move to SB, fbs football How's your opinion as as a player now? What do you feel about that? And as a fan down the future, what what's your opinion about you know Sam and all these schools eventually maybe moving up to FBS? Yeah, so you you broke that up uh, in exactly the way that I would think of it. You know, contrary to popular belief, um, I I actually prefer being at the FCS level as a player. Uh, you know, given the situation, I. I don't know. I I I want to compete for a national championship, and Sam Houston moving up to the FBS right now—that is not realistic whatsoever. You know, you'd be fighting for a bowl game or, or whatever. You know, well, at first you'd be on a two-year probation, no bowl game. Uh, you know, that's just part of the rules with transitioning. So, you know, luckily we're not going to be a part of that. I don't think. Um, but you talked about along down the road as a fan. Uh, and I think it's awesome. I think coming back to games uh, and Sam Houston being an FBS program, uh, I think that'd be really, really neat uh, for for an alumni standpoint. Uh, and seeing, you know, seeing seeing Sam Houston jump up in the uh, national kind of national spotlight as an FBS, uh, it, it would be really neat. Now let me ask you this: Let's say down the line. 
FBS football decides to transition and change their playoffs to the same as FCS. Could you see the WAC conference, one of these teams, eventually growing, getting better, being like a Cincinnati and making it into that playoffs? Or do you think, you know, for a while we're going to be stuck getting those bottom bowls and, and not really being in contention for, for not, not only a national championship or even a playoff spot? Well, I, you know, for a while you're, you're, you're at a conference stuff is going to be tough. You're going to take some lumps. Uh, but if the entire conference as a whole moves up, kind of transitions at the same time, well, I think that Sam Houston is going to be the power uh, as far as football goes in the WAC. So conference, you'd be fine. But you would need to, if you're going to be a playoff team, even in an extended playoffs, you're going to need to schedule some strong out-of-conference opponents. Uh, and I think at first that that would be tough. But there's no reason that a, Sam, a team like Sam Houston, a team like SFA, a team like Tarleton can't be a Coastal Carolina or an Appalachian State, you know, uh, you know, have success – and we're in the perfect spot to do it. I mean, we, we already recruit pretty nationally at the FCS level. You know, you bump up to FBS, you're already in Texas. That's where the best. That's where the best athletes are. And and but your, you know, your spectrum is going to be able to expand as far as who you can recruit. You know, being an FBS school. Yeah, given with Sam Houston always getting transfers, we already have the talent. We have a lot of great players, and it'd be really fun to watch that. And finally, the last question about Sam Houston and the WAC. Now, this is way down the line. We're talking maybe 20, 30 years. Could you ever see Sam Houston splitting from the WAC and moving up, going to the Big 12 with other Texas schools, maybe even going to A&M and the SEC? Is there a chance that we could see Sam Houston move up from the WAC but stay in FBS? Ooh, I mean, that's – golly, that's, that's really, really far down the line. Obviously, the money – uh, the money gap between a school like Sam Houston and Texas A&M or Texas is is pretty, pretty big. Uh, but you know, not every big team now was a was a really big market twenty or twenty five years ago. And so, I don't know. I mean, being in Texas, being closer, you know, to Houston, uh, to College Station, I you know, there's a shot. Uh, Obviously, a lot of money things would have to change, but you know we have the we have a size school uh, big enough to do it. You know our, our enrollment is is twenty or twenty two thousand or something like that. I mean that's that's just as big as a lot of FBS you know Power Five programs. So yeah, maybe one day that could happen. Obviously, that's. That's going to be way down the road, but it is, it's interesting to think about for sure. Yeah, it's a big step for the WAC and for Sam Houston. And for down the road, it's going to be fun for us. We're going to be old men, parents, talking about our time at Sam Houston. Hopefully and the time we played. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully we're rings. coming back with a couple of rings. I, I want Michael Jordan, the picture where he's got it on his face, all the rings on. Hey, what, it, what does this do for the spring as far as, dude, this is the last Southland Conference ring that Sam Houston will ever have. Yeah. So it's a, really I mean, important. That, that adds even even a bit of novelty to, to that. And the fact that we have such a good chance, too. It oh, yeah. Definitely gives the team and all the players a bunch of juice. You know, that we want this last Southland ring. Get out of here and be the favorite for the WAC. It always sounds like that people are saying, you know, Sam Houston is, is the top of the WAC. So we're going to have a lot of competition. Everyone's going to be looking at us and gunning for us. That's great for us. It's going to be really fun. And seeing the WAC logo on the field and on our jersey is going to be really special. So you just, you just said that that it looks like people are saying that we're going to be the the early favorites in the whack and I agree with you completely who's number 2 who who's who's going to be chasing us in your opinion man I, I know who I think it is it sounds like southern utah okay that that's a yes i think recently they have had success but i'm going to throw this one in there stephen f austin i i, I was a big stephen f austin guy in in the fall well their recruit i mean now, listen, I'm not gonna. Say, you, 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 I'm gonna be careful about what I say about Stephen F. Austin. I, you know, I am not a Stephen F. Austin fan, but they are recruiting great lately, and and I know that they're, you know, Coach Carthel's doing a good job. It seems like, um, but but I, I I potentially think that this could be, you know, Battle of the Pawnee Woods could potentially be for the conference championship in years to come. And, man, what, Boy, what an attendance that's going to be. Yeah, wow. And we get to, you know, if y'all don't know, for the Battle of Pawnee Woods, they let their alumni, we line up as the players are now. Imagine walking on radio, being able to sit on that line, watching oh, you're the talking future. about after we win yeah. like a couple conference championships? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, no, that would be awesome. Though. SFA, they, they got a coach, and whether you like his antics or not, the players like to play for him. He, he's, he's been very successful at A&M Commerce. Imagine this. We bring A&M Commerce to the WAG. 
That would be cool for him. Cool. Yeah. A lot of cool stories. Oh, hey, he uh, well, he started at West Texas A and M actually. Yeah, yeah. And so. we've all we've played West Texas A and M before. We played all these smaller schools, so they come up. We have history with everyone. We have history with Tarleton. So the WAC sounds really fun. And even if maybe later down the line we go west, we play more western teams. You know, we are there is the Utah team might be traveling up to Utah. They could get a California or an Oregon school. So we could be traveling more. It's going to be really fun. You know, I could see, you know, because they've talked about wanting to add uh, another FCS school. Hey, we didn't talk about University of Texas Rio Grande Valley yeah. adding football. That's that's big news. I mean, that's another Division One Texas school. They're hoping to have football by 2023. So obviously we'll we'll keep tabs on that. But that's that's a cool story. Um, what I was going to say is is they want to add potentially uh, another FCS school. And it wouldn't surprise me if you got a Northern Arizona or a Northern Colorado or, you know, like schools like that. And so, yeah, I mean, the the traveling – the experiences that we're going to get to have is is pretty awesome. Yeah, and FCS, hopefully with this spring, get more mainstream, more people will watch it, get more attention, and then later down the line, FCS will continue to be more and more successful. As you know, FCS is going to be walk-on radio's favorite. We're going to be rolling with it, getting getting started with it soon. So, Humph, you posted your top 25, your early top 25. So talk to me about that. What's your opinion? Who's someone you should be worried for? Who's the favorite? Of course, the number one, North Dakota State. Are they still going to be number one in your opinion? And, of course, Sam Houston. Where do they stand in your top 25? So talk to us about your FCS preseason, and then we'll roll into our FBS and NFL. So first I want to say that uh, you know Dalton and I are really excited about covering uh, FCS news and games throughout the season. We have, we have some really cool plans for that. Uh, but we did come up with a top 25 for the preseason. And well, the first thing I noticed is that two top 10 teams have opted out today. Mm. So when I say their numbers, you really could bump up everyone two spots um, pretty much. But... You know, when 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 I put this together, uh, when we when we looked at it, we tried to take uh, transfers into account as much as we could, uh, because you know throughout throughout the the nation, there's been some really big FCS transfers uh, with with the transfer rules and Corona and things like that. You know, there has been some preseason All Americans that have opted out and moved on to other places. You know, teams that come to mind when I say that, obviously North Dakota State. I have them number one on my list because of who they are and what they've done. But their quarterback is going to be a first round draft pick, uh, and he, you know, he's not going to play this spring. So that's a a monumental blow. Um, another team, Northern Iowa. I'm pretty sure Northern Iowa has lost not one, not two, but three preseason All Americans. And so, you know, I, I've got them right around my top five. I, you know, I think they're going to be a dark horse, a really, really strong program. But, you know, transfers are definitely going to play a big role uh, in this season. You know, what what team kept their core? Um, and with saying that, luckily, Sam Houston State really has. Um, you know, there hasn't been any significant transfers, um, you know, to, to really hurt what, what we had last year. You know, we had some great defensive players. And so it's been nice to see that. I, I, I'm excited about that couple of teams uh that i have ranked pretty high uh james madison weber state obviously are are always in the mix you've got northern iowa villanova kennesaw state illinois state uh north carolina a&t they have a great running back uh he's actually a pretty pretty sought after nfl prospect and the MEAC has selected to take an automatic qualifier in this year's spring playoffs so I would expect North Carolina A&T to acquire that automatic qualifier and play in the playoffs. I've got Nichols ranked. I've got Jacksonville State ranked. They beat an FBS school this last fall, so I expect good thing out of the Gamecocks. Austin P is ranked. I've got Sam Houston uh, sitting in that 15-16 spot, but with today's news and the, ops, uh, the opting outs, uh, I guess now they're kind of 13 or 14 uh, in the nation. And so that's, I think that's a pretty good start. Uh, teams at the bottom of the list, you know, Eastern Washington's relevant. Uh, Southeastern Louisiana is relevant, obviously a conference opponent. Monmouth, New Hampshire, Delaware. All, you know, FCS is, is awesome because, you know, you have a bunch of the same relevant teams, but 
they all kind of beat up on each other in the end. I mean, obviously, I understand North Dakota State. They're they're in a category of their own as far as winning national titles, but they don't play the same team every year. The semifinals aren't the same teams every year. Uh, the teams that win conference aren't the same every year. And so, you know, I love the FCF playoffs. I'm passionate about it. Uh, and I think that this spring, a lot of college football nation is is going to see that. And, and I, I actually said this the other day, but I bet the uh, college football playoff committee is not too excited because they're going to get a lot of slander come come April. Yeah, and you said it best yourself. It's always different, and that's what the playoffs do. All it takes is one game for, for a lower seed to upset and beat the higher seed, make a historic run. I mean, look at the Browns. The Browns are making this historic run in the NFL, making going to the playoffs, beating the Steelers. We're going to talk about that later. But we're so excited for the FCS. It's, there's a big family. Everyone's tied with each other. We're going to be rolling with it soon. Man, Weber State over James Madison. Little little hot take a little because James yep. Madison, national championship last year, the, the big favorite. But Weber State looking yep. really good. I, I think that I think that Weber State is is definitely one of the uh, one of the powers this year uh, for the national title run. So let me let me give you this: your hot take early, early. Predict the national championship for the FCS. If you had to say it right now, who would you think would be the two? Now this is with the current opt out. We're not going to make a. We're not going to count anybody that's opted out. We don't know what's going to happen later. But this is your early national championship. I mean, who are you talking to, Dalton? You, I mean, you know where I'm going. You, you with did this. pick now, Dak you know, Prescott to be MVP. Now you, and, Cowboys and, to be in the and, Super Bowl. And through five games, he was the MVP. That's true. So we're sitting here. We're sitting here doing this by each other, and I'm and I'm proud that you asked the question, and and I'm disappointed that. You even had to ask it because you you know where I'm going. But I wonder who, North Dakota State. Okay, North Dakota State. I'll, I'll go. I'll give North Dakota State that versus Sam Houston Ooh, State, Frisco, Texas, baby. Course. Come on now. Come on. Home field advantage for us because in Frisco uh, in the Texas hey, area. Pause now. I agree, but North Dakota State. That is North Dakota State South That's in true. Frisco, Texas. That's true. Hey, so I've actually I've actually been to a sports bar. Uh, around that stadium where they play uh, the national championship and edit they have a whole section dedicated to North Dakota State oh, they've man. got flags shirts everything it's I mean I'm serious and they have they've beat us twice in Frisco I know 2011 2012 mm-hmm. I think yep now how far is Frisco from from you from Sulphur Springs I know you're a Dallas guy I don't yeah, know what I am the... not a Dallas guy first off I'm I'm an East Texas boy. That's true. I'm but close to Dallas. If we're talking sports, you're you're the big yes, Dallas fan. Yes. Uh, Frisco is gonna be about an hour and ten minutes from me. Man, so kind of like a, a little reunion for you. Get all your friends and family. Oh come to the yeah, game. That, that would be a big following. At that Let's one. hope we can get there. We got a long journey ahead of us. We we still gotta hopefully have a spring season. I hope Montana, Montana State don't affect anything. Still got a hundred committed. We're gonna get rolling with FCS football. We're super excited. We've got a lot of things planned. We're going to get rolling with that. But before we do that, we got to finish FBS football. And we finished with a national championship. We had Alabama versus Ohio State. And good Lord, Devontae Smith is yeah, the man. 52-24, to 24, Alabama wins. Talk to me about the national championship. Now, you know what I'm going to ask. Is this a really good <laughs> Alabama game? Or is this the a last, Hey, that's State? the last FBS question. I'm sad. Like, I, I know. You, well, hopefully, hopefully we've got a lot of those uh, coming in the FCS. That's true. Hopefully we get a full season of that. Now, is it the same answer you always take? <sighs> you know, I don't think it was necessarily a bad Ohio State game. A bad secondary game, I'll say that. But that's true. a phenomenal Alabama game. I mean, they could not have played better offensively, defensively, all phases of the game. Devontae Smith, wow. Wow. If you ask me, if you had him anything lower than receiver one uh, before the game, he's receiver one after the game going into the draft. Because, I mean, he just – and it wasn't even like he was making crazy, contested, you know, unbelievable catches. He was just so open. I mean, five or six yards of separation on every single catch it seemed like. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Now, let Do me one ask, half. Let me ask you about Devontae Smith because we're talking about draft stock. We're talking about draft NFL coming up. A lot of people have said Devontae Smith is not a top 10 draft pick because he's small. He's, he's a slim reaper. He's a little skinny. Huff, I know how you feel about this. Talk to me about where you see Devontae falling in the draft. Is he too small? Do you see people picking him up? And who could use him? Well, I know, I know that the too small thing is – is blasphemy because he's doing this at Alabama. I mean, he's literally doing this 
at the biggest possible stage of, of amateurism that you can that you can be at. He won the Heisman. He's the first one since 1991. Um, and, I mean, it's not like he's gotten lucky. I mean, he's obviously making this happen. Um, and he's had – you know, you could say that he maybe has had the best college football career for a receiver ever. You could make that case. That is true. And But we had our, my tight ends coach, Coach Rogers, doing Randy Moss. Yeah, that's a great one. Great comparisons. But, but just the fact that just the fact that you can be in the conversation, mm-hmm. it, it says says a lot about him. And, and to me, you know, I don't know where he gets drafted. I don't – you know, typically you don't see receivers get drafted third, fourth, or fifth. But I don't think there's any way he makes it outside the top ten. I don't think there's any way. Yeah, I mean, he, he did this again. SEC defenses – He's a crazy guy. Another question about the draft. We have Mac Jones. We have Justin Fields. Mac Jones have already declared for the draft. Justin Fields, has he declared yet? Is we still unsure about him? Uh, I don't know that he officially has, but, we but all he, he know. definitely is. Okay, Mac so Jones has? He did. He, really? actually, he posted on Instagram and Twitter, said goodbye. Let me ask you about the National Championship. Cool. Does this rise, Mac Jones' draft stock, and does this make Justin Fields' draft stock fall? Because Justin Fields struggled a little bit. He had the rib injury or the lung injury, whatever. He got messed up by that linebacker with a neck brace. We talked <laughs> about that. Did this game affect Justin Fields' draft stock, and what about Mac Jones? I don't I don't think it's affected Justin Fields' uh, draft stock any. Um, he played fine in the National Championship. I wouldn't say he played bad. He was obviously hurt. Um, but he played so good in the semifinals that, that – I was impressed enough to go ahead and solidify him as that second spot. Um, now, Mac Jones, oh, yeah. He's he's maybe not up uh, from where I'm seeing a lot of mock drafts, but definitely the same. No drop. I mean, he's a, he's a mid-first-rounder guy, in my opinion. Um, a New England Patriot. You can go ahead and mark it. I guarantee that really? they draft him. No, I don't guarantee it, but he does fit the mold. You know, kind of the... Kind of the facilitating quarterback, get the ball where it needs to be. Um, but yeah, it would not surprise me if Mac Jones was kind of that 15th, 16th, 17th uh, pick. But most most importantly, to the New England Patriots. Yeah, I was just about to ask you. So your pick is the New England Patriots. Let me throw this out there. Okay, Indianapolis Colts. And I know there's a couple rumors about Carson Wentz, but maybe they get get a Mac Jones. They draft him. <laughs> maybe they have them compete in training camp. What do you think about that? Well, um, the thing about the Colts is I lo- I like that for Mac Jones a lot actually. Um, but that but they're gonna they're gonna seek a trade first is my prediction. You know. Maybe uh, Carson Wentz, obviously, like you said. Maybe a Matt Ryan. I, I've seen a Matt Ryan maybe going to Indianapolis. And Indianapolis is a favorable situation. Obviously, we've, we've talked a lot about the Colts because of my, my dear love for Jonathan Taylor. Um, but, you know, you've got a great offensive line. You've got a talented defense. Uh, you, you've got a great, great young running back in Jonathan Taylor. And, and it's already a playoff team. I mean, they competed with the Buffalo Bills this last weekend, came up short, but it's a playoff team. And, and I think Phillip Rivers, I think it's probably the last game he'll ever play. So Indianapolis will definitely be in the market for a quarterback. And so I think first they will they will seek a trade for, for an already uh, starter slash veteran type guy. But if that doesn't work out, they don't think they can get the right guy. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo also comes to mind. Mm. That's not a bad one. That's mm-hmm. not a bad one. But if that doesn't work out, I would not be surprised if they don't draft one. And another team that Mac Jones has been rumored to is the Giants because he kind of fits that mold. But another person that's been named for the Giants is Justin Fields. Justin Fields kind of looking like the Jets. But as I read of yesterday, today's Friday and Thursday, that apparently the Jets are rolling with Sam Darnold. They they want to stick Where'd with him. Where did you see that? Because oh. they, hired, they hired the God. 49ers defensive coordinator. They want to stick with Sam Darnold. And it sounds like they're open to trade for the second pick. <laughs> Could be crazy. Where do you think Justin Fields is going to end up? Could you see him being a Giant? Could you see him being a 49er? What's your opinion on Justin Fields? Well, I, uh, I, I, don't, know that, I don't know that the Jets would trade that pick uh, just because they suck, first off. And they, they could get a really good player at number two overall, not named Justin Fields. I, personally, you know how I feel about Sam Darnold. I think that their best-case scenario, you trade Sam Darnold to the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, another team that's losing uh, a veteran quarterback. I think Big Ben will probably retire. Uh, so trade Darnold to the Steelers, get whatever you can, and draft Justin Fields. But in the, in the scenario that they don't go that route, um, boy, 
boy, you, <laughs> wowza, you, you got to get, you got to get some help for Sam Darnold. You know, you could make, you could look at Penny Sewell. Um, he's he's he, he had a Heisman vote two years ago. I think that's awesome. That's Did an awesome really? stat as an offensive lineman. Uh, you know, they have a they have a draft pick later uh, in the first round. You know, there I could see them drafting a receiver, maybe a running back. I don't know. They. <laughs> <laughs> the the difference with them and you know a team like Jacksonville who obviously has the first pick Jacksonville actually has some playmakers to help out Trevor Lawrence the Jets have nothing they they don't have any positives in in my opinion now we're looking at a little mock draft right here and it's this guy named Ryan Wilson has put Devontae Smith at number three to the Dolphins but what we just saw what kind of surprised me is Trey Lance being predicted to go the Patriots. That's completely different. Something Bill Pelichick has never done before. But, you know, he had Cam Newton. He had a losing season. Trey Lance to the Patriots. What do you think about that? You know, a running quarterback is is usually not uh, what Bill Belichick has. I mean, obviously Tom Brady was definitely not that. But what I will say Bill Belichick does love is he loves the small school player. And he's turned some small school players into NFL All-Pros. And honestly, Patriots confirm Super Bowl champs if they draft Trey Lance. I mean, golly, that'd be the most Bill Belichick thing ever if you ask me. Man, talking about turning some small school players into All-Pros. Gunnar Oseski, Alvin, Texas native. One of the guys I played with, he was first-team All-Pro as a punt returner. He does it well. Another name for quarterback that the Patriots are talking about, we're going to talk about this later because it's kind of big, Deshaun Watson. Ooh. He has some places he might go. And another he's quarterback, getting traded. He's getting traded. For sure. I, 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 don't I, think have, he's a, I have a great take. take for Deshaun Watson. Ooh, we're going to get to it later. Okay. But okay. another quarterback <laughs> could be going to the Patriots. Another number four. Don't say Go! Dak Prescott, get out of here. Dak Prescott going to the your Patriots. Weekly, your weekly reminder that Dalton is just pulling <laughs> that, that scenario out of the sky. Now, I don't know if you just saw this, but this mock draft have the Dolphins not only getting Devontae Smith, but getting Najee Harris. If, for some way, they can get Devontae Smith and Najee Harris, and I don't know if you've heard the rumors, but apparently the Dolphins are open for trading Tua for Deshaun Watson. If we get a Deshaun Watson, Devontae Smith, and a Najee Harris, what do you think about that Dolphins team? Well, the Dolphins were a game away from the playoffs this season uh, with a pretty disappointing Tua, if you ask me. And we we can talk about that later. But the Dolphins' defense is incredible. You've kind of got a scat back um, in Miles Gaskin. He, he had a really good year at receiver. You know, you got Devontae Parker, uh, who, who's a good player. But I'll tell you another name that I've heard trade talks uh, and, and just rumors about, Julio Jones mm. to the Dolphins. Wow. Woo. That Dolphins team is going to be legit. Yeah. Might I mean, be a little nervous. Obviously, not all that's going to happen. But having two first-rounders and the potential to trade your young quarterback for an already NFL superstar is pretty exciting if you live in Miami. Yeah, so a lot of mock drafts going around, a lot of different names being thrown out there. We already know the number one. It is the boy, Trevor Lawrence. Maybe. You could be surprised. No, we, it's no surprise on that We don't one. know yet. It'll be a, it'll be a two through 32 uh, surprise night for the NFL draft. Number one, they've already melded in. Urban Meyer has Ooh. already mailed it in. Hello. We're, we're going to talk about Hello. Urban Meyer. Before we get in the NFL, we want, I want to do one more thing, and this is a, a little bold prediction. What is your spiciest take for FBS football next season? Super spicy hot take. Ooh. Tell me what you think. Okay, that's a great question, Dalton. Um, do you have one in mind first? I, I do. I need I, to, let me look up something before I don't I say even it. know if this is really spicy. But I, I'm going to name two of the final four Heisman uh, finalists. Okay. One of them, okay. DJ Ungalele. Not a oh, hot yeah. take. Oh, yeah. I'm on board with that Looking one. really good. But number two, you know, people, Georgia, they, they finally got their guy. Don't say it. JT Daniels oh will be God. a Heisman finalist. Now, I'm not going to say <laughs> he's going to win it. But oh, we saw what no. Georgia did with JT Daniels. Man, Georgia might make a run again. And I didn't want to say Georgia's going to be a national championship. That's not a hot take. They're always in the final four. They'll have They're a great defense the again, won't they? They will. They yeah, always do. Yeah, they are yeah. a defensive no, line with a good quarterback. So I'm going to say – With an eye quarterback. D- JT Daniels and DJ Ungalele. That, my goodness. I'm, I'm good with, with DJ Ungalele for sure. Clemson just gets better and better. DJ oh, Ungalele, he, he's a great quarterback. And once he finally gets to range, gets, get to go through training camp with the ones, gets to work through the preseason, gets to go through the regular season – DJ Ungalele, he's going to have a great season. But 
Spencer Rattler, coming for the Heisman, no, your boy. No. Bijan Robinson. Ooh, that's a good one. Texas. Sam Howell. How could you not mention our boy? Derek King. I love that's Sam Howell. for you. But are we are we really saying that Sam Howell is going to be a Heisman? I college? said about a month ago that North Carolina would be a fringe college football playoff team next year. Okay, so but that's not my spicy take today. Don't. DJ Ungalele's Clemson versus Sam Howell's North Carolina. I mean, I'm taking Clemson, but no. but I, I I use the word fringe. You're not we loyal had two, to your team. We had, <laughs> we had two ACC teams in the playoffs this year, one of which was not very good. But the fact of the matter is that it happened. So North Carolina definitely has a shot. All right, North Carolina versus your Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs> is this a basketball game or football? Uh, okay, so. My spicy take going into the 2021 FBS college football season. You ready for this? I don't know if I'm ready for this. In next year's national championship, there will not be an SEC team represented. Mm. Wow. Now, could you could you throw two names out there you see? Well, Clemson. Or at least a conference? Clemson obviously comes to mind. DJ Mugalele. Yeah. Yep. Clemson obviously comes to mind. The Big Ten obviously comes to mind. The Big Twelve can can Steve Sarkeesian for for Texas Spencer rise Rattler? them rise them to the national championship? Can Spencer Rattler rise Oklahoma to the national championship? Where is Oregon coming to play? Oregon's oh, back. Oregon's back. I'm telling <laughs> you, you, love your ducks. Oregon's going to be fine, but there will not be an SEC team in the national championship next season. No Alabama, no LSU, no Florida, definitely no Texas A and M. And no Auburn. I will. I was no Georgia either for your little whoa, JT, whoa. JT Daniels Heisman Trophy winner, whatever. Hey, Bo Nix and Auburn. Don't don't sleep on Bo Nix. I'm biggest still, hater. I'm still not happy with. I was going to ask you this during the national championship talk, and I forgot to ask you: Who's going to have a better season next year, Alabama or Ohio State? They're both losing their quarterback. <sighs> Alabama's losing a lot of players. Ohio State always loses a bunch of players. Who will have a better season? <sighs> Those are two of the most reloadingest teams. Ever in college football, I'll go Alabama uh, because they're Alabama. They just won the national championship. You know they've got what's his name, Bryce Young, mm-hmm. playing quarterback next season potentially. Um, God, did you see the running back they put in after Najee Harris coming to run the fourth my quarter? Goodness. Is he going to win the Heisman next year? I mean, <laughs> my God, dude, running back. They you, just, I tell you. golly, dude. They, I mean, I, you know, Nick Saban props to you, but. It, I mean, it just doesn't take a genius to figure out which five-star athlete to hand the ball to. Yeah, Alabama. Ohio I'll go State. Alabama. But Ohio State, they're, they're always good. Yeah. So Ohio State's going to be relevant. And Harbaugh signed a new contract from Michigan, so Ohio State's going to keep win. winning. That's a win course. for Ohio State. They love that. Yep. Alabama looks really good. What a spicy take. No SEC team. Yeah, it's been uh, the last one was, I believe, Ohio State and Oregon. And then before that, I don't know if this is true, but you had mentioned this to me. Is it Texas versus USC? It might be. I, I we we'll, we'll get back to you on that and confirm that. But wow, that's incredible. That's crazy. But <laughs> FBS spicy takes. We got a whole long wait for that. But we have FCS to roll through that, and we also have NFL playoffs. Let's before we roll in the NFL. Before we roll in the FBS, it's fantasy football time, and it's I have a spicy time. take for you. Uh-oh. I want you to tell me. I'm not prepared for this. I want you to give me who you think will have the most fantasy points next year. Who next you, year, number one. There's a lot of people, and we a lot of injuries this year. You know, Christian McCaffrey, your Saquons, didn't get a chance to play this year. Dak Prescott was missed half the season. So your spicy take, who will be number one in fantasy points next year? Well, okay, so obviously quarterbacks score the most, but I, I'm going to exclude them as far. I'm, I'm going to pick the fantasy MVP, okay? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so uh, a ridiculous receiver, but, you know, probably more likely the best running back. Who do I think the best fantasy running back will be next year? Obviously, names come to mind. Like you said, we had some injuries this year. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. Those were probably number one and number two picks in in most fantasy football leagues this year. That didn't go well. Injuries. Alvin Kamara, what happens with him if Drew Brees leaves? You know, that worries me. Obviously, I I was on the Alvin Kamara hype train this year, and, and it went well. Dalvin Cook, unbelievable year. But Dalton, do you know who will have... The number one fantasy year next year. I really hope you're not about to say what you're about to say. Please don't. Okay, hey, no, I'm not about to say that. But Jonathan Taylor is okay. a top, is a top five running back next year. Mark my words. He's a top five fantasy football running back next year. Hot take. Could happen though. It's Put gonna it on happen. A t-shirt. Put, 
Sixth round pick right here. Ooh. Top five running back. But the number one running back next year will be Oh no. King Derrick Henry. Oh. He touches the ball so many times. Like, I almost thought you were gonna say Ezekiel Elliott. No, 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 no. I want he Okay, don't get me started on the Zeke slander. <laughs> but but King Henry, he touches the ball too much. He I mean two thousand yard rusher. And and it's kind of disrespectful how much that's not being talked about. It's only the eighth time it's ever happened in the history of the NFL. And I don't feel like he got the publicity that he deserved. But to me, if I have their number one pick next year in fantasy football, I will be taking Derrick Henry. Uh and, and it's simply because, man, he touches the ball 30 times a game. Now, do you want me to pick a dark horse? Not you know, not a, a perennial top guy, a guy that I think has the potential to finish number one. Well, I think your dark horse would be Jonathan Taylor. So, uh, well, so not me, him. Okay, not, not Jonathan Taylor because obviously you guys know I'm biased towards him. But I'm gonna throw out a name out there that I think could have a a, a career season next year. Nick Chubb. Mm. I think Nick Chubb, even splitting time. Dude, I think Nick Chubb with the ball in his hands is maybe one of the best running running backs in the NFL. I mean, he's bringing he's the Browns on, on a dude. crazy run. He, he's unbelievable. I mean, his vision and his patience, and he doesn't wear gloves, so I have to love him. I mean, he, he does not wear football he's, he's gloves. He's massive. Did you see the picture of him running track in high school? He looks the same as he does yeah. today. Yeah. Now, so where would you rank him? Uh, second, third, where, or even number one, could you say? So, like, is this a preseason ranking, or like I'm picking the end of the season? Yeah, end of season. Like, where, where do you think he could end up? Because you said he's your dark horse. Do you think he could be I mean, he's a top five. Right? he's a top five guy. Like, if I pick my top five right now, I would go Derrick Henry. This is a no order, but Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, and Dalvin Cook. That'd be my top five mm. right there. I think Alvin Kamara takes a little bit of a decline because of the departure of Drew Brees. But if they bring in a guy that can dump the ball down, you know, the same as Drew Brees, I'll I'll come back on and say that I changed my mind because Alvin Kamara as a pass catcher is is probably one of the best running backs in the league. This guy that brought you to your Super Bowl, won it for Love you, him. Derrick Henry, big doggy dog, the walk-on radio's doggy dog of forever, the century. Is he the doggy dog of the year? He's got to be. He might be We forever. posted about right. The doggy dog. Do- he, yeah, it, When you think doggy of doggy dog, dog, look at Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is what comes up. So before we get into the scores, we got to kind of roll through. We're, we're getting past time a little bit. So give me two quickly, Urban Meyer signing to be the head coach of the Jags. And Deshaun Watson, talk to me about Deshaun Watson and what's your crazy t- take for where he's going. But first, talk to me about Urban Meyer going to the Jaguars, which you have predicted. I, I was going to say, I called this. I, I said that this would happen. I said that Jacksonville was one of the most glamorous spots to, to fill an open coaching vacancy. They've got the cap room. They've got the number one pick. They have an additional number one or first round pick. They've got skill players. It's not a bad situation. And, and the AFC South... It's not as strong as it once was. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tennessee is good. Uh, they're going to be good. And, and, and Mike Vrabel, he, he's, he's going to have a good team for years to come. The Colts, I think they're good, but they don't have a quarterback right now as, as far as I'm concerned. Houston, it ain't good. It's about to be really bad. Dude, Houston, they trade James Harden. They're mm. about to trade Deshaun Watson. Uh. It's, a, it's a rough time to be a Houston fan. But Urban Meyer... A lot of people have asked me what I think. Do I think he can be a successful college coach? Do you know, or not? He was a successful college coach. Do I think he can be both a successful college coach and a successful NFL coach? And honestly, the answer is yes. I think so. I, I like I've said, Jacksonville six and ten this year, nine and seven the next year. Wild card playoff team. Market. Put it in your phone. Whatever. Urban Meyer will be successful. Yeah, and, and he's going to have a guy that's coming straight out of college, so Urban Meyer can. Kind of do what he did back in college, but still work through it. His whole problem was stress. Well, now you're in the NFL. It's not that big of a deal. You don't have to recruit. You don't have to really baby these kids. This is the NFL. These are grown men. They know what they're doing. Take your time. Do what you got to do. Make the calls you want to make. Urban Meyer and Jacksonville can be really great. You talk about the AFC South. You talk about the Texans. Deshaun Watson, unhappy, wants to be traded. And you want to hear my hot take where he's going. You go first. Now, you ready for this? We've talked about this. I think it's going to be a blockbuster trade here. Deshaun and J.J., Going to Pittsburgh in a big in a big trade, they get both of them. A lot of picks for Houston, some couple good players. You know, you said Big Ben leaving. JJ wants to go play with his brothers. Put both of them in a package, get a lot out of it. That could be a win win for both sides. You know, Deshaun's unhappy. You can get a lot of picks, maybe a player. 
I think he might go to Pittsburgh. But that, there's a I mean, lot of places Deshaun could end up. That's not a bad take at all. Uh, I worry that Houston doesn't want to trade him inside of the AFC. Um, you know, in my at, in my initial thoughts, I, I've really I've thought more about NFC teams, teams that come to mind when I say that. The Atlanta Falcons, mm. um, the Chicago Bears. That's mm. I mean, Chicago Bears are you can make a case that they're a quarterback away from being an NFC power, as good as their defense is. But the team I want to focus on, and what I think would be a, a just a big hit for Deshaun Watson if he were to get traded to this franchise, the San Francisco 49ers. Mm, of course. They have a great run game. They have awesome coaching. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, I mean, really good skill players. Uh, your boy, George Kittle. Uh, they have an awesome defense. You know, it was, it was riddled with injuries this year, but... Ooh, that could be that could be the best quarterback division in the NFL. Russell yeah, Wilson, they have a great Kyle young Murray. Coach. Oh yeah, but Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, and Jared Goff. Wow, the wild wild west. Ooh. Let me tell you, I like that. Now, I don't know a couple other names. You got the Saints, the Patriots are another name. Oh, the Saints. 49ers. Boy, the NFL better hope. Dude, the Saints. I've heard about the Saints though. Their cap situation, it's uh, bad. Yeah, they're like a hundred million dollars over. Yeah. And, and if I'm the Texans, and this might cause problems, I'm asking for a lot. Oh, I'm talking like three first-rounders. Yeah, yeah. It, it, so maybe the Texans end up asking for too much. Nobody will take it. Deshaun holds out. A lot of things could happen, but I think Deshaun will not be a Texan by the end of the year, and it's going to be very exciting whatever team he ends up on for sure. Well, now, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, this hypothetical. Miami offers Tua. Mm-hmm. They offer... The third pick this year, which is actually coming from Houston, okay, but that but Miami owns it right now, but they offer to give it back, and next year's Miami first round pick is Houston taking that? I mean, that's a win win for both sides because and apparently Miami could be drafting Najee Harris in the in the end. Yep. get Najee Harris, have Deshaun Watson, and Houston they get a first rounder. You know, maybe get the Oregon offensive lineman, help out the offensive line, maybe get Devontae Smith. Get a receiver. I think it is a win-win. I I think, and they get two. They get a good young quarterback that was did okay for uh, the Dolphins. This is successful in college. I think it's a win-win. What do you think? I I think it is too. Now the only thing I would change about that is make that deal happen, okay? And then the Dolphins still have their actual first round pick. You either you either take one there or you trade up a couple spots potentially to get a receiver. They need to go get a receiver, especially in a draft class like this one. Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, um, who are some other ones? Uh, the 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 Bateman guy from Minnesota. You know, I think that's a little low for Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase, but you know they could trade up and, and get one of those. But you end up with Deshaun Watson and a first round receiver. Ooh. That's that's not bad coming coming to a almost one game away playoff team. Yeah, and wherever Deshaun ends up, that team will be a lot better. But the poor Texans, Bill O'Brien has ruined that team for a long, long time to come. Bill O'Brien to Alabama. Oh, see, hey, yeah, he's an offensive mind. Yeah, if he I doesn't, think Nick Saban just just needs a challenge or something. Yeah, and look, you know, he was the GM, he was the head coach. He was doing a lot of things. Now that he can focus on one thing, just focus on the to offense. Focus on one thing might be great. It could end up being really good. Listen, like I said, it doesn't take a genius to figure out which five star athlete to give the ball to. <laughs> Alabama, they're going to have a young quarterback and they're going to have a great mind, an offensive mind. Maybe not a, the best head coach, but he's a good offensive mind. But enough of that. It is time. Wild card playoffs. Let's roll into some scores real quick. Indianapolis, Buffalo, 27-24 in a lot closer matchup than we thought. That was my favorite game this weekend, by the Phillip way. Philip Rivers. Watching. Is he done? He's done. That's it? Yep, he's done. Man. He's done. I think five quarterbacks uh, in this playoffs potentially will be playing their last football game. I saw Big Ben crying. And on the sideline, he, he was telling uh, Marquise Pouncey, this was for you. Looking like he walked that out of the really field the last time. Yeah. That's sad. Really sad. What a career. What yeah. a career. And a lot of people are hating on him because he had such a bad last game, but... Let's not forget the years yeah, uh, he's had. Okay, well, but such a bad last game. He did throw for like 500-something yeah. yards. He made some mistakes, but... Yeah, but, I mean, my God. He's played for them forever. And won they, a Super they Bowl. Won a Super Bowl. Lost the Packers. Won two Super Bowls. Lost he won two Packers, Super Bowls? Though. Yeah. Yeah, he won two Super Bowls. Wait, did he win two Super Bowls? I think so. I think so, yeah. Fact check it while I keep talking. The Bucks, Washington, we have seen the birth of a great young quarterback. Taylor Heineke fought for his life. But unfortunately, the Bucks won 31 23. 
can confirm Ben Roethlisberger has won two Super Bowls. Two Super Bowls, been to three. But going back to that one, Buffalo, are they beating the Chiefs? Is Buffalo beating the Chiefs? If, if, it if gets they there, get to the AFC Championship. No, the answer is no. But I think it will happen. The, high the scoring game, game? Very high scoring game. Fun game? Ridiculous high scoring game. I'll see about that, though. Did You you said something about Taylor Haneke. Yeah, I said that while you were looking it up. That is he the starter next year for Washington? I mean, I could you shot. see that? I, I think what's going to happen is they're going to draft a quarterback, and we're going to have a really fun quarterback competition and training camp. See, but okay, I I agree that that would be that would be ideal. But let's say Taylor Haneke is the guy. Well, dude, you just you just you just wasted another first round pick on a quarterback you're not going to use. I mean, that's another Dwayne Haskins situation when they could have drafted, you know. Offensive line, receiver, something like that. And he did prove himself, and he was able to help them go to the playoffs because Alex Smith had to. He was in and out, in and out. Alex Smith, is he gone? He's gone. Yep, that's now, it for him. I, I, he did what he had to do. I've heard a couple things. I don't know if it's going to happen, but a lot of people are petitioning to make the comeback player of the year, the Alex Smith trophy, because of what he did, because he was able to bring in the playoffs. What do you think about that? And uh, is it a lot for comeback player of the year for Alex Smith? Well, absolutely a lot for comeback player of the year. He came back, went 5-1. and one. Led his team to the playoffs, obviously an unbelievable story. Ah, uh, naming the trophy after him? Sure, that's great. Uh, you know, I know early in the year you asked me if, you know, he should just get it for coming into a game. Uh, and I told you no, because that's that's not my personality. I, I, I think people should earn things in life, but he's definitely earned it. I mean, you know, props to him. What a what an absolutely Unbelievable story of overcoming adversity. So, yeah, call it the Alex Smith Trophy. I think that's fine. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you saw, but they turned his leg brace into like a little makeshift Lombardi Trophy, the one he had to wear when he was hurt. Really cool story. Glad to see him have a one final run. If it is his final run, I have to see maybe comes back and competes. Tyler Heineken versus Alex Smith. We'll have to see about that. The Saints and the Bears on Nickelodeon, SpongeBob, Slime, everything in between. Sean it was Payton. awesome, dude. I loved it. I loved it. And I thought it was awesome. Apparently a lot of kids were into it. They were watching football the first time. It was a really cool idea. NFL, smart. Sean Payne got slimed because the Saints won 21-9. Kind of saw that coming, right? Yeah. Now the, ba- the Bears, Mitch Trubisky, we're moving on from him. And Drew Brees, is he gone? Ooh, man. Ooh. Drew Brees is gone. He's going to retire. I, I, I feel confident in that. Uh, now, the question is, is Taysom Hill the quarterback? Is Jameis Winston the quarterback? Is, are they drafting a quarterback? I don't know. But it's it's not going to be Drew Brees next season. And as far as Mitch Trubisky goes, ooh, 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 ooh. he did I feel like, that back half. I feel like Chicago fans are really hoping he's gone. But my heart says... No, it's still Mitchell Trubisky season. Well, if they can get Deshaun Watson, you talked about it earlier. Oh, maybe. That, oh yeah, well, that's a no-brainer if that's the case. Maybe they draft a quarterback way in down the line in the draft. There's a lot of quarterbacks. You know, Sam Ellinger is way down there. Mac Jones could fall. So could see something like that happen. But uh, it looks like Mitchell Trubisky will stay. He had a good back half. They really want him to turn out because uh, – He led him to the playoffs. I mean, Didn't, it, didn't they pick him before, before Patrick Mahomes? Oh, yeah. And yeah. Deshaun Watson. So let's please let him play out. Dude, what if that happened? So they, they, <laughs> they get Mitchell Trubisky – Live the years without Deshaun Watson, and in the end, live, end up with Deshaun Watson. Plays well. Apparently, Deshaun said that they had no interest in. They didn't even talk to him, so they had no interest in him. Hopefully, they learned their mistake and give him oh a little call. Goodness. maybe get some trades for him. Hey, put JJ Watt, bring him in Chicago with his with, with his wife. Rams Seahawks, man, humph. What happened to the Seahawks? You know what's coming. Great Rams game. Uh, Jared Goff recently constructed thumb comes back, gets started because John Wolford. Uh, broke his neck. That looked really bad. Jared Goff comes back. So this is a really good Rams game. This is a really bad Seahawks game. You know, this is my favorite question. Come on. The Rams played okay. Uh, their defense played really well. Offensively, they they did what they had to do. But the real um, – what's the word? The real letdown of this game is, is Mr. Russell Wilson. Man, what a – what a top of the world start to the season and and rock bottom into the season. I mean, he played atrocious for a guy that you know people people put in the category of you know a top five NFL player, you know a top two or three quarterback. Wow, what a what a horrendous outing from Russell Wilson. Yeah, a lot of it too was the Seahawks' offensive line. He had not a lot of time to throw. And the Rams, Cooper Cup walked off the field late game with an injury. Jared Goff, little iffy. Aaron Donald hurt something in his ab, his rib, something in the stomach area. Don't they, know they how they're doing. I don't even know if any of those guys are playing this week. And weekend. they're playing at 
The frozen tundra, Green yeah, Bay. Yeah, we're gonna pick that game. It's L- not gonna go. A little worried for them, but could for be a the good Rams game. Rams or Green Bay? For the Rams. Oh, I'm. I, it's not worried if you know what the outcome's gonna be. <laughs> but we don't know what the injuries are for sure. They could still play. We'll have to keep up and let y'all know. Next up, we have the Titans and the Ravens. The Ravens were due a win, twenty to thirteen. They dance on the Titans logo. Derrick this Henry this had like barely any yards. This one hurt. Me. You know what's coming. I know. I know. Good bad, Ravens game, bad Titans game. Bad offensive Titans game. They really couldn't get anything going. Uh, they jumped out quick, uh, but you know just couldn't couldn't finish the job. A late coaching decision not to go for it on fourth on, on the forty yard line, real late in the game. A lot of people are talking about it. that came back to bite them. Uh, obviously, it did because they lost. But you know, Lamar Jackson. I guess statistically he had an okay game because of the rushing, but I watched every snap of the game, and he does not impress me as a quarterback. He is a running back that can throw the ball, and that's it. You know who else is like that? Trey Lance. A lot of comparisons between the two, and that's your boy over there at North Carolina. Yeah, but, but, but Trey Lance threw, threw 30, 30 touchdowns with no interceptions. So, I mean, he's obviously incredibly efficient, but Lamar Jackson, I mean, I know he gets it done on the ground, and, and that's great, and and. Baltimore has truly bought into that, that that is their play style. Um, but, man, I just I, – I find myself more times than not rooting against the Baltimore Ravens. Well, they have a big matchup against Buffalo with the, in front of the Bills Mafia. Going to be a good one. Let's see if uh, Lamar Jackson can get it done. And finally, the last matchup is the Browns Steelers, 48-37. The miracle is happening. Wow. Let me ask you this. Big Ben, is he gone? And uh, what's your opinion on Baker Mayfield? Yeah, a little wishy-washy. People were worried about him. Kind of had a great back half. Talk to me about this game. Big Ben's gone. This is this was this was his last dance. Uh, he's probably he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, what a career! But as far as Baker Mayfield goes, Cleveland, you have found your franchise quarterback. Congratulations. You know Baker's the guy. He got you a playoff win, the first playoff win in, in both of our lifetimes combined. Uh, but yeah, you know what a what a what a time to be a Cleveland fan. Uh, I, I could I could feel the excitement through social media and just seeing videos of of the city of Cleveland, and that's awesome. Good for them. Uh, unfortunately, that's that's I don't see that lasting much longer. But you know I don't even really think they care. I think that getting in the playoffs was a big enough deal, and then by God beating the Pittsburgh Steelers, their their big brother for the last hundred years to get to the next round of the AFC playoffs. And you know who I feel bad for is Joe Thomas. He was eight-time Pro Bowl, not yeah. eight-time, many-time like, Pro Bowl for Cleveland. Finally, the year he after he retires, they make yeah. a playoff run. Let's get into our picks. First one, L.A. at Green Bay. You know who I'm picking, so you, I'm not even going to talk about it. Green Bay is going to win by a lot. I want them in the Super Bowl. They're my boys forever. A couple injuries for L.A. Had a good win against Seattle. And a little upset. People want Seattle to win this one. Humph, who's your pick for this one? Yeah. And it's going to be cold there, in Green there's, Bay. There's really not much reason to spend a lot of time on this one. The MVP, Aaron Rodgers, I predict, who no less than three touchdowns passing. Yeah. Uh, they're going to blow out the Rams. Uh, injuries are, are definitely tough. But, you know, props to the Rams for getting a win over division champs, uh, Seattle Seahawks. But, you know, the, the, the quest for the Lombardi Trophy ends here in Green Bay, um, and, and Packers are going to win this one pretty handily. Yeah, we want to bring it on home back to Green Bay. Good matchup is Aaron Donald versus our first-team All-Pro center and our great offensive line. Could be a fun matchup. And, and Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams yes. will be very interesting. really fun to watch. Uh, it might come down to FBS, I think your, I boy. Think your, I think your boy Robert Tanya is going to have a big one in this one. He, he has. Uh, I think he's going to have a big All-Pro snub. We're not going to talk about that. No that, question. That's another no, little, I, I'm well, I'll bring there. that up next time. I'm, that's I'm, I'm with you there. Next up, Baltimore at Buffalo. We just saw Baltimore. They get the win of the Titans. Buffalo, they beat Indianapolis in a close one. Everyone thinks that if anyone's going to beat the Chiefs, it is Buffalo. But Baltimore is still trying to get make that run. Humph, who you got? This one's tough. This is a really exciting game. I'm excited to watch it. It's in Buffalo in front of Bill's Mafia. Josh Allen is playing at a really high level. But if he's going to beat... If he's going to beat the Baltimore Ravens with, with Lamar Jackson running around like a crazy man, he's going to have to play better than he did against the Colts. But with saying that, I think he will. So the Buffalo Bills are going to win this one. Josh Allen is going to walk into the AFC Championship with a shot against the Kansas City Chiefs. And and I think this is going to be a fun one, but I will be taking the fighting Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I'm going with Buffalo as well. Uh, they've been building that defense for such a long time. So they're hopefully they're bred to beat 
Lamar Jackson, you know, they just drafted Ed Oliver last year. Great defensive lineman. I'm going Buffalo Bills Mafia. Let's throw some people through some tables. But uh, Do we have to jump through a table if they win the Super Bowl? I think we do. I think so. Did I tweet that? I think the one that was on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we'll, we will jump through a table if the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl. You heard it here first. But playing the Chiefs? We're going to talk about that in our next pick up. Cleveland at Kansas City. <laughs> Cleveland, believe land. I said it last time. Nobody believed me. They did it again. OBJ said, "Don't be surprised if Kansas, if if uh, Cleveland wins this game." He's calling. He's calling his shots. Like, Baker's calling his shots. Progressive versus State Farm. That's funny. That's like saying, "Don't be surprised if the sun doesn't come up tomorrow." And and if you're right, you know you look like a genius. But if you're wrong, you just delete the tweet and go on with your life. <laughs> so I think I already know where you're going. You, with this you one. go ahead and make your pick because I already know where you're going with this, and I'll tell you why you're crazy. I've done this every all year long. And honestly, uh, Cleveland, this could be this is the best thing that could have happened to you because every pick that Dalton touches turns to gold. So you know, Cleveland probably does win this weekend. Believe land. I'm with OBJ. The win's going to happen. I think they just have a chip on more chip on their shoulder. I get it. You know, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Hey, the Browns are the Browns. Look at that. Juju talking that mess. Give me the Cleveland Browns, man. I want this underdog run to happen. But, you know, I want it to end when we they play Green Bay in the Super Bowl. But I'm going Cleveland. I'm going to sprinkle some gold on it. Sprinkle some good luck, some lucky charms. Give me Cleveland. Believe land. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Uh, Kansas City's offense is is way too powerful uh, for the Cleveland Browns. If if Cleveland, man, and 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 I heard this I heard this this talk on on ESPN on a show yesterday, and one side of it was you know Cleveland doesn't need to get in a track meet because they're not gonna be able to they're not gonna be able to score at the rate that the Chiefs do, but the other guy said they need to try to score as much as they can because they're not gonna be able to stop Kansas City. So. Uh, to me, it's a lose-lose. I don't. I don't really know how they're going to play it. Um, obviously, you know Baker's going to have to play a perfect game. Period. He's going to have to play a perfect game. Nick Chubb is going to have to tote the rock, and I, I expect him to do so. But who? Patrick Mahomes. He's not losing. He's he's got he's got back to back on his mind. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's just man. It's it's one of the it's one of the it's one of the best offenses in NFL history. I mean, it, it, that's what it is, and I do not see their season ending this weekend. Well, look, this is how I think of it, and it goes back to Alabama versus Notre Dame. What Notre Dame's plan was is to run the ball, power run, keep it out of Alabama's hands. Now, the Browns, it went bad, but <laughs> the Browns have the two running backs that can do that. Yeah. And they yeah. have a great offensive line. Yep. One of the top, I think they have the number one offensive line. I, I agree with the uh, they they need to run the ball if if they want to have a shot in this one. And we've seen the Chiefs lose. The Las Vegas Raiders beat the Chiefs. Yep. And Patrick Mahomes played bad. It could happen. And I, I sprinkled my gold. It's going to happen. Give me the Browns. Give me Browns Packers Super Bowl. Every the, the, that's what the people wants to see. No one wants to see Mahomes win another Super Bowl. They want to see Baker versus Aaron Rodgers. I feel like the NFL wants to see Mahomes win another Super Bowl. Dude, if they play, if it's Cleveland Green Bay, that's State Farm versus Progressive Part Two. If if he beats two State Farm representatives, everyone's got to you know got to have Progressive insurance forever. Well, I, I know that I know that the NFL wants to see Mahomes versus Allen. Okay, and I, I tweeted this, but Mahomes versus Allen has the potential to be Brady versus Manning. Mm. That would be that, next that, great rivalry. Yes, that's a great rivalry for years to come in the AFC. But beyond that. Mahomes versus Rodgers, mm. that's a good storyline. Mahomes versus Breeze, that's a good storyline. But the best storyline, oh, you, no. you can see me say no. it. Oh, no. The master and the masty. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. See, you said it, but if we're talking masters, we're talking the most talented quarterbacks, okay. the young stud and the uh, old head. Okay. That's Rodgers. We're get, uh, I don't even feel like getting into that. That's, the that's, last, for, that's for another time. The last pick them, and you were talking to two old heads, two, two masters fighting each other for the 100th time. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Bucks in New Orleans. Drew Brees or Tom Brady. You know, it could be Tom Brady's last game, too. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know be. about Tom Brady's be. situation. It could be. could be Drew Brees' last game. Could be. The battle of the old heads. Who got in this one? This is an even matchup. Did you see Did you see Tom Brady's tweet oh, yeah. on the History Channel? That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's pretty funny. <sighs> to this point, uh, we're filming this at, at 12.48 p.m. Uh, on a Friday. I have yet to make my pick in this one. Mm. Um, so... 
man, this is a great game. It's the last game of the weekend. It'll be Sunday night football. I'm excited. Alvin Kamara's in it. Uh, Pitts, or excuse me, not Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay has a three-headed monster at receiver. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. You know, they've got, got an awesome defense with Levante David. David White has been activated from COVID. Mm. I'm trying to add some, some dramatic effect to this pick. I'm going to the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to the New Orleans Saints. I know. I know. I, I've been teasing you saying that it's going to be a Bucks Super Bowl. Um, but I, I'm not throwing that out. I, I think that Tampa Bay – I would be worried to play Tampa Bay is what I'm saying. They they've – if they get hot, they've shown that they are a man. They are a tough team, but it all comes back to the regular season. The Saints absolutely demolished Tampa Bay. They beat them another time, and I think they're going to win for the third time this year. I, I want Drew Brees to go out on a high note, and and I got to say hello to my boy Alvin Kamara. So I'm going to go Saints in the Superdome in this one, but it will be an awesome game this weekend. Man, I picked the Bucks almost every time we've had them to pick them. I love the Bucks. You know, we've got Gronk, one of the greatest tight ends ever. Tom Brady doing his thing, but I watched the Washington game, and there's nothing against Tyler, Taylor Heineke, and nothing against Washington. That's not that's not a very good team, and it was close. Taylor Heineke had a, around 300 yards. The defense looked rough. I'll, I'll say this: the Bucks. Antonio Brown has scored a touchdown in the last four weeks in a and row. He scored five of them. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a stud. Their defense is great, and I always praise their defense. But I'm going New Orleans as well. Uh, I, I like Drew Brees. Alvin Kamara is a stud, and uh, I think it'll be a fun matchup. But you know, Drew Brees' career will die in Green Bay. It'll be it'll be a fun matchup. Aaron Rodgers versus Drew Brees. Old head versus old head again. Part two. Either way, Green Bay versus Tampa Bay or Green Bay versus New Orleans is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Let's hope. You know, I like could pull some strings. Good I, lord, I, I, I'll be sad. You might coming, need a guest coming host. from a Green Bay coming from a Green Bay hater. You have nothing to worry about. You might not see me on the show next week if, if, <laughs> if Green lose. Bay loses. I, I won't want to talk to you. It's okay. To my, team, my team's on vacation. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I got New Orleans, and what a great show we had. A lot of things to talk about. Getting ready for FCS football. Ended FPS football. NFL playoffs. We're almost to the Super Bowl. Getting there. Road to the Super Bowl. Final thoughts before we head out. It's that time of year, man. There's a lot of good things happening. NFL playoffs is a lot of fun. We just had the college football national championship, but... I'm praying, I'm hoping, I'm pleading that that's not the last of college football that we will see in the coming months. FCS will be king this spring, and 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 I'm 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 really excited for what you and I have planned to get FCS news, FCS games, FCS stats, FCS awards, all that out to you guys. And uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see y'all next time.